the Soundgarden, a little bit of Soundgarden. Every time I hear, you know, Soundgarden, I think, oh, Seattle needs an NBA team. You know, is it uh, Pearl Jam used to be Mookie Blaylock? That was the yeah, original Pearl name of the Jam, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. They need basketball up there. It's happening. Remember my sources. Remember... I, I thought told your you, sources said Vegas. Vegas too. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I got See, you. Steph Curry <laughs> said he definitely wants to own a team when he's done. Oh, now he wants to yes. own a team, huh? Uh-huh. Interesting. The Warrior fans say he already owns a team. So right, I'm exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> ouch! But I'm boom boom. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. It's a drive, guys. Before we get to the in season tournament where the Kings stand, uh, we were just talking about the rivalry between the Kings and the Lakers with the. Those two teams playing tonight. Where is that right now? I'm, I'm going to read this. It's going to make some people mad, but I think it sheds some light on the way some people want to look at this, okay? Okay. They didn't put their name on it, of course. Of course. Laker fans rarely do. Laker fans <laughs> will rarely text something and put their name on it. Uh, from the 916, 281 to 165, 17 to 0. How is this a rivalry? I assume Ouch. It, yeah. Well, the Kings actually do have one championship, so that's factually incorrect. It was a while ago. It was a while ago, yeah. yes. But that's I disagree with that notion, whether you're talking about this rivalry or any rivalry. Some people say, well, if one team, the if the lesser team hasn't beaten the team that's more accomplished, it's not a rivalry. And we just know that that's just not true. It's not true. And here's the thing about it, Whitey. The players know it's a rivalry. Like, Kobe and Shaq knew it was a rivalry with the Kings. Shaq doesn't call him the Sacramento Queens if it isn't a rival. Steph Curry doesn't do the night-night and uh, exactly the beam thing and everything. You know, lighten the beam. Like, the players tell us that it's a rivalry. And so, to, you know, this Texas point, 281, so what? Who cares? Steph Curry gets up for playing the Kings. Draymond gets up for playing the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, and to your point, when... Uh Kobe and Shaq Lakers played the Kings. The whole country paid attention. The whole country. Yeah. Yes. What would you say is the best rivalry right now in the NBA? Hmm. Like team rivalry. You know, we're so immersed. In, I'm trying to think, trying to get beyond just the one here. Yeah. And I, I'm having a hard time thinking of any that I know back east, the eastern seaboard, there are a lot of traditional rivalries. But Celtics, I don't know if they Sixers, really are popping as much Celtics right now. Celtics Heat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you got three teams in Texas, but when they play, is it a really a big right. deal? Uh, I think Kings Warriors right now is probably the the hottest and brightest one going, and I think that's why the NBA had them play so many games against each other early in the year, trying to capitalize yeah. on the momentum from last year. And, you know, what tells you it's a rivalry also, like you said, the schedule, but also that Tuesday night game is on TNT. Yeah. That's a must-see game now. You know, in recent years, Warriors-Kings – it wouldn't be a national kind of game. But now, after that great uh, seven-game series, it's a must-see. And you got De'Aaron Fox, who nearly dethroned Steph Curry. You got Draymond, the stomp on Sabonis. There's so many storylines. Two uh, franchises separated by an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes away from each other. And so I, I think, and obviously we're biased, but in terms of the level of hatred right now, and it's running hot right now, I think Kings uh, Warriors might be the biggest rivalry. I think we're in a, an age that's far from a golden age for rivalries in the NBA because we've had what is it five different champions the last five years. Yeah, that parity is great, but you know in the playoffs that's how rivalries are are really 
forged. That's where they're forged. When you have two teams playing against each other for all the marbles multiple times over a period of years, there's some real hatred there. And we just haven't had that repetition the last few years. It's been a lot of different teams. Great games, but you don't have the rivalries because it's a different team winning the title every year. Well, think about it. You know, the reason Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were rivals and Lakers-Celtics was a rivalry, True Day did battle in college, but Lakers and Celtics met so many times in the postseason as well. It felt like every year they were winning it. Mm-hmm. The reason why Cavs Warriors were was a rivalry is because multiple years, three out of the four years, I think it was, or four years in a row, like they met each other in the NBA Finals. Yeah, and so I, I think you have to have yeah, some it was sort four of four years in four, a row. It was, yeah, you're right. LeBron won one, and the Warriors uh, won three, and I think it's sort of carried over now that LeBron's with the Lakers. You know, LeBron is sort of that guy that brings the rivalry with him wherever he goes. Like, you know, for instance, when he was in Cleveland, Cleveland, Boston, that was a rivalry. When he went to Miami, Miami, Boston, that was a rivalry. Obviously, Lakers, Celtics. And so I I think right now there are a lot of matchups that just don't burn hot anymore among fan bases. And from a Sacramento standpoint, you mentioned it earlier. Really, we couldn't care about the Warriors for a long time, but all of a sudden it just mm-hmm. got white hot yeah. in the last couple of years. And people would look at it, people close to the rivalry, and would say, wow, you know, that could be a real rivalry someday. It should be. And it just wasn't until all of a sudden it was. But you look at that Cavaliers Warriors thing, four years in a row they played in the finals. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a rivalry, and that wasn't that long ago. It was I guess 2018 was the last year they played. So it was a while ago, but now they just played. Uh, would they play Saturday? Did they play? Yeah, Saturday. Um, and I remember Saturday. watching it and I had to remind myself, oh yeah, this used to be a huge rivalry. Used to be a huge rivalry. It's nothing it's now. It's not. And so, <laughs> and so let, let's talk about it then. Lakers-Kings, no matter who's in the uniform, that rivalry is going to live on. Are, is the Warriors-Kings like that? I don't think it's like that yet. Mm. I think you take Steph, Draymond, and they go on and it's a new iteration I don't know if it's burning as hot as yeah, it is. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a very good chance yeah. that after this runs a course, its course, and hopefully it, it won't for a long time because it's fun, but I think we may go back to where it was like, yeah, yeah not a big deal right, right now. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, and their run's over anyway, so it could be coming here, what, this year, next year, oh, yeah. maybe. You know, the Warriors are pretty much toast. They're done. 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 The right of, <laughs> it is done, you know, and so uh, – no, I'm looking forward to that game. Hopefully your boy Draymond – well, not your boy. I know you don't like him. That's all right. That, That's but all right. I, I, let, me, let me tell you it something. Let me let you behind the curtain. When somebody does something good or positive, he's my guy. You when know, it's I somebody, you, you understand that. <laughs> So yeah, you're playing nice. Draymond. I hope he's there exactly on uh, that Tuesday game. That's another Drapes bomb, our second one. You just happen to notice that. Huh? You, you noticed that. All right. All right. Uh, John Hollinger, West Group C in The Athletic. He breaks it down this way. He says, resurgent Minnesota held off Golden State on Tuesday. This is all tournament stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Wolves will be, they will be the group winners if mm. they win a home game November 24th against Sacramento. Sacramento. Because they're 2-0 and right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, the Kings also are unbeaten. Yeah. And if they prevail in Minnesota, that could set up a spicy finale to the in-season tournament. Golden State versus Sacramento in the last game of right. the night with a potential wild-card spot or group title on the line. Yes. The way it's lining up, 
the Kings could have some very significant games in this tournament, or at least as significant as this thing is going to get. Yeah, I'm pulling up the standings now because Minnesota, they're undefeated right now. Sacramento's undefeated, but they have only played one game. The Warriors are 1-1, one and one, and so I'm looking at the uh, schedule here. Man, the Timberwolves' next uh, in-season tournament game is against the Kings, which is you know a week from Friday. And so I think that game, think about it. Sacramento could be two and one. Now, will they play the Kings? Will and then play oh, and, San Antonio between now yeah, and that game. Yeah. So yeah. the Kings could be three and zero. Oh even think about that. Three and zero going into that game against the Warriors, and the Warriors still have San Antonio and Sacramento left. Minnesota has Sacramento and OKC. Uh, I think we're in agreement, though. The Spurs with two losses and the Thunder with two losses. They're probably out of it, right? Yeah. Like uh, based I don't on, I think they're mathematically out of it. I'd have to double check, right. but they're if not, they're very close. Yeah, that they. I mean, the best they could do is two and two, so they'd have to be in a tie uh-huh. with either Minnesota, Sacramento, or Golden State. And so, uh, no, it's going to come down to the wire. And it's, so far, so good. I was skeptical <clears throat> about this thing, and it's not done yet, but I think it's working. Do you like it? Do you yeah. like it? Yeah. Think about what we've had so far in the end season tournament. We mentioned the first night of it, the margin of victory was like 4.7, the, the greatest it's been in the last 10 years. Then last night, you got brawls all around the league. You yeah. got the Golden yeah. State one. You got the Lakers uh, getting into one as well with uh, Memphis uh, yesterday. And so I think, what was the other game? There was another game that uh, Spurs uh, game uh, had Spurs a little dust Thunder. up. Yeah, yes. that was a little dust up as mm-hmm. well. And so uh, it's a little extra spice, uh, I think, in these end-season tournament games. And it's interesting, you listen to the players and they mentioned, somebody in Minnesota mentioned, well, you know, there was an in-season tournament game too. And I don't think they were just giving it lip service. They know, they, you know, players want to win that money. Yeah, I think so. I think they, they understand you know, and here's the thing about players, and, and they'll all tell you, when there's a championship on the line, something to play for, there's actually standings to look at. I, I think, you know, you, you see them going for it. Uh, you know, LeBron playing last night, let's mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. You know, on the first night of a back-to-back. Historically, maybe he rests last night and plays tonight. You know, but it looks like he's going to play tonight as well. And so, I, I love the in-season tournament. I like the courts, actually. They're growing on me. And I think it helped that, we had tight games. Did you see that Nuggets-Clippers game uh, and the way that finished up? That came down game. to the wire. Uh-huh. I mean, and so we're seeing some great basketball. But the Clippers lost. What a surprise. Yeah, what a, they couldn't execute <laughs> down the stretch. What a surprise. 0-6 now since trading for James Harden. Uh, well, 0-4, I think, with him actually on the floor. Yeah. Could have told them that. They just should have asked. By the yeah. way, my pre-in-season tournament prediction is still alive. What do you got? The Kings against the Hawks. That's What's what Atlanta? I said. Let me yeah. see Atlanta. Let me I think they have a up. big game against Indiana, a group game. Ooh, I don't know. They don't got know, Philadelphia. Uh-huh. They still got three uh, in-season tournament games left. Philadelphia, Indiana, and Cleveland. I'll tell you who the worst division is. The Celtics division. Brooklyn, Chicago, Orlando, and Toronto. Hmm. That's... So yeah. are the Celtics cruising? Yeah, pretty much. They've only played one game, but... 
they 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 should they should easily win that. Uh huh. So this thing, yeah, we could end up with uh, some uh, extra spicy Kings games the rest of the way, and then then we have to figure out what the schedule is, right? Dude, what's up with that? Like, uh, <laughs> we, who knows where what's going on here? Like, everything's on hold. I, I'm trying to make trips, book uh, flights, and everything, but that whole week is on hold hold right now. When we come back, the answer to the biggest Draymond Green question of them all, and I think it's a simple one. Yeah. When does it stop? That's next mm. year with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Hey, we haven't talked yet about today's stunning NFL news. Uh, the news that Brock Purdy has been declared the greatest football player of all time. No, I'm kidding. That's, not- <laughs> That's, That's not- fantasy land right there. <laughs> uh, shocking news out of Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is done for the year. Mm. Uh, and he had, you know, he's had a shoulder injury, but he had, yep. it's a different injury apparently he sustained against the Ravens. So um, the Browns, who are clearly in the playoff picture yeah. right now, I think they're six in the AFC they're probably not going to end up um, in the playoffs. They could hang on, but that could have a huge impact the rest of the way. Uh, the fact that no more Deshaun Watson for a Cleveland team that had been having a nice season, all things considered. Yeah, they had won uh, two straight games. Uh, like you said, 6-3 and three on the season. Uh, Deshaun Watson wasn't playing great, but, you know, he's a, a, a starting caliber quarterback. Now they turn to the rookie out of UCLA, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who looked awful in his first start. Uh, but the coach uh, said, you know what? We're going to give him a full week where he knows he's the guy. He's going to be our guy. And so we'll see what happens uh, this weekend. for them. It's probably not going to impact the NFC playoff picture at all because I think the Rams are the only NFC team that the Browns have left. But uh, and yeah. they play games against, let's see, I think the Texans still play the Browns. And I think the Steelers. Steelers are probably going to be a playoff team, even though, uh, I think they give up more points than they score. Yeah, the Steelers uh, give them credit and give uh, Mike Tomlin credit, right? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. always in the mix. And I'm, I'm looking glad to th- see that because this yeah. is a contract year for him, and I like him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and he'll get. I, I think you got to bring him back, right? Because yeah, yeah. you know what, Mike, who Mike Tomlin is, he's the Eric Spolstra of the NFL. You know, he's always got you in the. They never bottom out. You know, fully bottom. Out and he's always keeping his team in the mix. And right now they're the fifth seed uh, in the uh, AFC. Um, Cleveland would be six. And how about the Houston Texans? Houston yeah. Texans and uh, D'Amico, he might uh, sneak in there as well. CJ Stroud is being talked about as a legitimate MVP candidate. D'Amico, right? Is he Coach really talked year. about as a legitimate MVP? Yes, candidate? yes. NFL writers are talking about him saying, yeah. And I mean, if they end up. Uh, from here with a run and end up improving their playoff seating, why not? Why really? not? Either him or Brock Purdy's the MVP. Right, that's about right? to say. What about Brock, <laughs> man? What he's doing, you know, or Jalen Hurts. Why not Jalen? Maybe it's his time. <laughs> no, that's, I know we talked about this before, yeah. but it's funny to me because uh, Brock Purdy did great on this S2 cognition test, yep. and a lot of people, and I've touted that. So, oh, that thing's great. You see, that's, how, that's why he's so good. Well, uh, C.J. Stroud... Uh, he was terrible on that, mm. just awful. And then you watch him play, it's like, I guess I guess that test doesn't matter at all, <laughs> right? Because he's definitely right. processing what he's seeing out there. That that test is like NBA plus minus. Yeah. You use it when it suits your argument. So. If it doesn't, you throw it out. Who cares about plus minus? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Draymond Green, we're waiting to hear what the NBA may decide to do. Yeah. We may find out today. We may not. I was wondering, you know, with all these questions swirling around that incident last night, one of the questions is, uh, I think somebody on ESPN may have asked, when's it going to stop with Draymond? And it's pretty clear to me, it is not. It is not going to stop. 
until Draymond's done playing. Because if you're Draymond, why should I stop? The team lets me do whatever I want. Um, I got to be me. Uh, they right. can suspend me, but I don't have to apologize. Why would I stop doing these things? It's who I am. And, 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 and the thing is, and you're 100% right about that, we're only two and a half weeks in, three weeks into the season. I mean, the Warriors, you know, they played 12 games and Draymond's already unhinged, you know. And what's, you know, so concerning for me is that he's like a tea kettle. He's like a pot. You see it simmering at first. We saw it Saturday against mm-hmm. Cleveland. You know, he gets in into, into it with Donovan Mitchell, gets uh, kicked out of the game, ejected. So he's bubbling up. Then he has some words for Anthony Edwards challenging him. What are you going to do? He's barking out there. And so it's bubbling up again. And then it just, he wasn't even involved in a play. That's what's so crazy. He came from, you know, it was like the dressing room in WWE wrestling when, you know, it's two guys in the in the, in the the ring fighting, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and jumps in, and you're like, where did this guy come from? That's how it was with Draymond Green. He wasn't even in the screenshot, and then all of a sudden he comes wrapping up Rudy Gobert like that. And so he's unhinged right now, waiting for Adam Silver and the NBA to come out with this suspension. It has to be, in my opinion, we talked about it, three to five games. You know, no matter what the league decides, the Warriors, and especially Draymond, are going to find a way to twist it into, oh, you see, I'm always the victim. You know, Whitey, though, and exactly, that's exact. The Warriors fans are going to do that. You got people saying, you know, Draymond. even the organization will. Steve Kerr was going to, you know, that Draymond is judged to a different standard. But he should be. Absolutely. And so three games, if I'm looking at just the act, if this was a Joe Schmo, anybody else, I'd say probably two to three games. But because it's Draymond, I think it has to be even more than three games. Now that I think about it, it's like having a criminal record. You rob a store two, three, four times. Well, the fifth time you do it, I'm going to throw the book at you. And that's what Adam Silver has to do. It has to be a minimum of five games, I think, in my opinion. The problem with that, Kyle, is, you know, I mean, let's talk about it from a business standpoint. We got tournament games coming up. We got, okay, Draymond's not Steph, but he's his teammate. People like the Warriors. We want as many Warrior games uh, on TV as we can get. (laughs) If we suspend him, that makes it less likely that they'll have uh, as good of a record. It's bad for business. Here's the thing, Kyle. You can say what you want about he deserves this. Fine, fine, fine. We don't really care. We just want to make money. And so what you're proposing, maybe you're right. Maybe that'd be justice, but it's bad for business. So what you're telling me is the league, and for the sake of good business, would be willing to turn an eye or go light on somebody for business reasons. I do think that. I think they will try to play it off as three games is a very harsh penalty, and we hope Mr. Green has learned his lesson it should be more than that. But, you know, it's like Anthony Slater told us, and I agree with him. And I think we're going to hear that interview again, for those of you who may have missed it, uh, coming up here in a little bit. But he says, you know, it's not what happened last night. It's not bad for business. And I I, I agree with that. And then the NBA would never, never acknowledge that. But people are talking about it. People are going to watch that. As you said, Great game last night, Denver and the Clippers. Nobody's talking about it. Right, unfortunately. Because this Yahoo Draymond did that. But that's not, you know, and probably if Draymond didn't do what he did, we wouldn't be talking about 
Denver Clippers anyway. We'd be t- focusing more on the Kings. But there's two questions, two two avenues that we can take here. How much is he going to be suspended for? How much should he be suspended for? What do you think the punishment should be? Not what he's going to get, Whitey, what he should get. Probably about six. Wow, yeah. Six to eight, yeah. maybe. Um, but I don't think there's any way he gets any more than three. And again, I agree with you. What he did warrants a stiffer penalty. I just don't think the league has uh, the stomach for that. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I I would be disappointed if it's fewer than if it's three or fewer. I would be disappointed in Adam Silver in the NBA because, like I said, I started the show by saying this had the chance to escalate, and this is how malice in the palace uh, starts. You know, it starts as a little something. By you know, the way, did you, I'm I'm yeah. sorry, but to that point, I didn't realize this. You probably knew this. Mike Brown was yes. instrumental in breaking that yes. up. Yes, yes. He was with uh, Indiana yeah. at that time. Yes. And Stephen Jackson told a great story about that on the All, All the Smoke podcast. But Mike Brown uh, was an assistant coach at the time there in Indiana. But this is how things escalate. Like what Draymond did in Sacramento in the playoffs, standing up. What if a fan hit him with something? You know, he escalates things. You know, the Rudy Gobert, Clay Thompson situation. You know what? That was going to simmer down. That was that was a bunch of guys just holding and grabbing. What Draymond did, that he came in and threw some fire, some lighter fluid on it and blew it up. And kudos to Minnesota. I don't care what Pat Beverly says, but I'm glad Towns and I'm glad Gobert and those guys didn't react in that same way because it could have blown up big time. Of all the things Draymond's done, some of it you – well, you know it's wrong. You don't condone it. You can understand in the heat of the battle, right? right? We've the, anybody who's played on any level, you know. Sometimes you're yeah. playing and you do things like I don't know why I did that, but the things where I think it happened in Boston, it's happened in Memphis, where he gets called for something and then he incites the crowd on the road. Yes, that to me is the most dangerous thing he's ever done. Exactly, and that's the thing you cannot do that. And, and 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 it's not wrestling, Draymond, and that's what he has to understand. Wrestlers do it because that's part of the act. That's uh-huh. part of the stick. You know, they're playing that heel role. That's that's their image. You know, I don't understand why Draymond is trying to be a heel like this and incite the crowd. Because I was in Boston. I don't know if you remember. I was at, there as a fan. I went back a couple of years ago, and Kyrie and Brooklyn played in Boston. It was a uh, playoff game, I do believe. Kyrie was leaving, and a fan threw a bottle at Kyrie. All it takes is one fan to set things off. And so if you're Draymond, you're engaging with the fans, you're riling up the fans, when really you should try and de-escalate. Yes. You, you don't yes. want to have anything to do with the fans, you know, yes. if I'm Draymond Green, For opposing team fans. For everyone's benefit. For everyone. a bottle, you might not be the one who gets hit by it. Right, exactly. And so all it takes is for one bottle to be thrown. That's what set off Ron Artest. Remember, he got hit with the beer and he, you know, it just went crazy. And so uh, Adam Silver has to hammer Draymond Green, I think, for this. Not only for the act, but I can argue the last three games, you know what, dude? You need to sit down. You need to take a chill pill. Here's five games. Chill out. If they could, they'd say, look, we're going to suspend you, but we were going to do it after the tournament's over because we want you playing. <laughs> I'm telling you. Adam Silver, very- hey, the Warriors ain't even a draw anymore. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
You know Adam Silver, the tournament is his baby. Right, that is his thing. He loves his that. Thing. You're right. I hope I'm wrong, but I'll be surprised if it's more than three. I hope I'm wrong because I think you're right. He deserves a stiffer penalty, but I still don't think it would do any good. I mean, it would make people feel good, like, all right, finally got what he deserved. But would it curb or change in any way his behavior? Absolutely right. not. No, you're, you're probably right about because it, it's gone too far now. It's right. gone. It's, he, he's like, this is who he is now. We've given him too long of a leash, and now you're trying to put the the, the milk back in the carton yeah. or whatever, and it, it's too late. The team has already told me basically whatever I do, they're cool. Right. With, so right. what do I care how yeah. many games you want to suspend me for? We'll come right back with more on that. Also, tonight, a statement game for the Kings, but what statement do they need to make when the drama? Being with us, Jay and I were just talking about this Draymond situation. And, you know, Kyle, I I kind of came off of this. I was felt very strongly through most of the summer. Um, but, you know, there's an argument to be made that at some point the Kings still owe him something, a little something-something. Yeah, exactly. From the Draymond's, I mean, from yeah. the uh, Sabonis situation. Right, right. We haven't gotten any get-back yet. No, none. No hard fouls. No Domas dunking on him and flexing on him. Like, that's why I want him to play in uh-huh. that game uh, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Because it's a chance for Domas to send a message. It's a chance for the Kings fan base to send a message. I mean, when you look at all the players around the NBA right now for Sacramento Kings fans, Draymond has to be the most hated one, right? He mm-hmm. has to be the biggest villain right now. And so that's why I want five games, come back. The sixth game is against Sacramento. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, you know, what? what's the old term? You don't want to hurt him, you just touch him up. Just I mean, touch him, yeah, make him feel a little something, right? Have to, or maybe that's so old school now, it's like, well, we, we are can't old afford school. to think that way. Well, I mean, I'm talking about players. Can, don't players still kind of think that way? They should remember that, right? Like, they should think that way. And All uh, players, I mean, even if the Kings do something, you know, dream on the worst, you go, yeah, we, we had to, he had that coming. We get that. We understand that. Now, now, what are you talking about? Are you talking something physically? Yeah. Are I'm, you talking, you know. Just compared like baseball, and I know it's right. a rough comparison. Uh, they hit our guy, okay, and it was blatant. Well, then one of our guys is going to get hit, right? You, It's it's going to happen. It's going to happen, You right. know that it's like, okay, well, that's our dummy's fault for hitting their guy. So with what Draymond did, don't you, don't you think the Warriors have to realize, or maybe at this point they figure it's over, but if the Kings did something – I mean, just a chuck or something, you know, give him, just making sure he gets a very <laughs> physical message. Doesn't everyone have to understand, yeah, we had that coming? Yes, they should understand that, but the problem is I don't know if we have that guy on the roster. Like, remember we had Tristan Thompson a couple of years ago. He would be that kind of guy, I think. Draymond coming in, you whack him hard foul, you know, send him a little message, something like I think our guys are too nice. I don't think we have that. Uh, who is that guy? JaVale so McGee? The name, but then if we say no, I, I, Trey Lyles to me might be a guy who would do something like that, right? Yeah, Maybe. I feel like so much time has have, has gone by now. Yeah, I know, it's like, I know. you know, he didn't play in the when, first yeah, game. When did they f- face him? Would it have to did, be the game he there? Played, yeah, I think it was the game there he played. And yeah, he that played in no that. De'Aaron yeah, no then, De'Aaron. Yeah. Yes, he played in that one. And so Lyles, you know, and, and Lyles is getting close to coming back too. Uh, uh-huh. uh according, Good. Yeah, Good. our guy Sean Cunningham tweeted something out about him. But no, I, I wish you know the days of having that enforcer, that goon on the end of the bench, that's kind of over. Like, who's that guy? Maybe it's uh, Trey Lyles. I would say Javale, but he wasn't here last year, so I, I don't think he would do it. 
Malik's not that guy. I would like to see Domas be that guy. You know, he the one that took the brunt of it. He took the the size 13s to the chest or whatever Draymond is. Like, I would like to see Domas do something. And I'm not talking the cheap shot or anything like that, but something like you said, to just let them know, mm-hmm. you know what? I haven't forgotten. Right. That's, I, I still remember what you did. Mm-hmm. 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Patrick has been hanging on. Patrick, you're on the drive, guys. What's up? What's up, Whitey? What's up, Dre? Yo, you guys, chilling, chilling. Thank you for hanging. Thank you for hanging. We appreciate it. Oh, I love listening to you guys. You guys do a great job, great team. But um, aren't you guys sick of this Draymond stuff? I mean, Draymond is getting old, man. This guy needs the NBA needs to do something with this dude, man. And as a Kings fan, man, I just can't stand the Warriors. I can't stand their fans. I can't stand nothing about them. He gets a long leash, like he shouldn't. He shouldn't be getting a long leash, and the way he's out there on the court. It's just making everybody look – the NBA looks stupid because, like, they're scared of him or something. Everybody's scared like, of him. Everybody's scared of him. His own team is scared of him. Yeah, it's, it's just terrible, man. I just don't understand why the NBA – I mean, I think Adam Silver might give him a lengthy one, man. I don't know how many games, but he deserves it, man, because that didn't look good last night. That was pretty bad. Thank so. you, Patrick. Yeah, we appreciate that. Somebody on the text line also says, well, it's going to stop when, when uh, they give him more severe suspensions. And I don't know that that's true. <laughs> Maybe it's time to find out, but I doubt it. It's it's almost too late now, too. Like, and, and and you know, if you give him a longer suspension, what is it? Fifteen games, twenty games? Ooh. Like, I, I don't I don't know what that number is that would get through to a guy like Draymond, you know. And so, like, it's almost like he's convinced himself this is who he has to be in between the lines to be successful. And and it wasn't always like that. I mean, he's always done a little bit, but now it's like he he's a he's a caricature of himself. He's like a a clown, a cartoon character, if you will. By the way, don't you think this is kind of neither here nor there as far as a suspension? I don't think he was really trying to choke him. Do you? And I know I'm I'm not I'm not making. Excuses, I don't know. That was kind of a sleeper hole there. That was kind of. I mean, he's a strong guy. If he wanted to, he could have wrapped him up good and put him. I don't know how much been, pressure he was doing. Would have right. come over and done the night night. Uh, I don't. I don't think he was trying to choke him or yeah, like you know choke him out or anything right. like that. I don't he think just it was like to be that. in a position of dominance. Right. He wanted to be exactly, right exactly, and he dragged him. You know, from the from the mid court to the three point line. Like it was just, it, it was way overblown. I, I get it, running up behind somebody trying to grab him, something like that. But to do the chokehold, he went for the instant submission. Yes. It's like the well, sleeper hole. Right. To put the choke on him. Yeah. The half Nelson. <laughs> uh, Mike, you're on with the Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports. Good What's afternoon. Up? Hello. Mike, yeah. what up? The what league, up? Hello. The league and the Warriors created Draymond. They let him get away with everything, and they still will. But the Kings, they, the Kings this offseason. They needed to get an enforcer. They needed to get some dogs. They needed to get tougher, and they didn't. And that's what's going to hold them back from making the championship. Guys like Draymond are just going to take advantage of them. Other teams are just like the Houston Rockets. Bullied them two games in a row and beat them down. They need someone to stand up, and they don't have that on their team right now. Thank you, all. Mike. Yeah, appreciate that, Mike. That's I, a great point, do you, man. But do you need that anymore in, in today's NBA? How many good teams and, and – I'm not saying there aren't any, but how many good teams have that guy on their roster? I think you need that. Meaning, let me let me clarify here. You don't necessarily need it, but this Sacramento Kings team needs it. You need guys that are going to fight, not physically, but you know when you come into their house, 
it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a battle. And I think at times the Kings are a little too nice to the last caller's point. Houston felt like they could punk them, push them around. And you didn't see anybody, and I'm not saying an enforcer to take a hard foul, but really I didn't see any emotion from Sacramento. And that's what bothers me at times about this Kings team. It bothered me when Luke Walton was here and then Alvin Gentry. It's like, all right, guys, you're getting your butts kicked. How come you're not angry about that? Angry with your own teammates? Like, so you don't need an enforcer, a guy that's going to come in with six fouls and looking to hurt somebody. But I think you do need somebody that when things are going wrong or a team tries to punk you, there's somebody in that locker room, there's somebody in that huddle that says, "Uh uh-uh, guys, this ain't happening. A Marcus Smart, like, or I keep bringing him up. You know, even a guy like, you know, Drew Holiday is a tough player. You know, Dylan Brooks, I know you're not hit, but – you're That's not going to punk. About. You're not going to punk Dylan Brooks. It may not always be successful. He may miss shots. He, he may give up thirty, but you're going to have to earn it. And that's what I think people are saying right now is that you know what? When you go against the Warriors, Draymond, whoever, we're not going to back down. You're going to have to earn this victory, Houston. That didn't happen. Let's talk to the professor uh, joining us here oh. in Sackdown Sports. Hello, professor. How are you? Gentlemen, how you doing? Good. What are you a professor of, sir? I yeah, apologize. I got to hear this. I should know, but I don't know. Uh, journalism, actually. Sports oh, journalism at Sac right. State. Wonderful. Man, when are you going to have me come yeah. talk to your class? Come on now. <laughs> Let me come ch- chat chat up your class. Come on. You know what? Uh, I'll send something to you. We definitely want to get some uh, some big shots in there. And I think you need some criteria. All right. Which, what's your point? What's your point? All right, man, I got a problem here with Carl Anthony Towns. His teammate is getting absolutely choked out from behind. Did anybody take a swing at Draymond? Did anybody step in there and try to rush in and save their guy? I didn't see that from the Wolves. And if you got a guy getting just absolutely brutalized like that, I, I just feel like uh, we learned a lot about the Wolves and how they responded to that. Uh, fair point. Thank you, Professor. I will say Minnesota won the game, and right. they all said, hey, last year we lose that game. That's one thing. Uh, the other thing is I was looking at the video, and I can't find it here right now. I think, Kyle, maybe you saw this. Maybe you know better than I. I do think that Cat was behind Draymond, and he was trying. He almost had him in a half joke. He was trying to get him off of Rudy Gobert. Yeah. It's I, not I, like he was on the uh, other right, side of the right. floor going, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to go back and, and look at it also um, because, and I said it earlier, I applauded Carl Anthony Towns. You know, when, when Draymond Green tries to muck it up and go into the gutter, I'm going to stay high, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're Carl Anthony Towns, you don't want to get kicked out. No, but you do want to, to Professor's point, I mean, you do want to try to come to your teammates' aid, and that's what I'm saying. I think I think he did make a reasonable effort to try to get Draymond off of Rudy Gobert, but I'd have to see that. I, I'm going to have to go back and yeah. look at the tape. I, I, I'm going to look at the tape because Patrick Beverly, right. you know, ripped him for not, uh, uh-huh. you know, putting Draymond in a chokehold. Right. And so I, I don't think – No, he, didn't he say he should have punched him? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what our there last call is. All right, here we go. Video hold on, now. Hold on a yeah, and this angle, obviously, it's hard to see. Oh, oh this is the Warriors' uh, broadcast angle. Let's see if they show it again. Stand by here. Look at and what Clay Thompson doing. All right, here we go. Let's see this. 
So Rudy, and there there is no choke there. Here's there. Towns. Yeah, yeah Towns, Towns is, is behind Draymond. Yeah, right trying to there. hold him up, pull yeah. him off. Yes, yes. He was. Towns is like next man in, uh, and he's right in the thick of it, and he has hands on Draymond trying to extricate, trying to get Draymond off. I think. I mean, to me, I look at that and I don't say Carl Anthony Towns should have done more. I, I will say this: watching that video a couple of times just now. I don't know how the Timberwolves didn't grip up Draymond the way he did to Rudy Gobert. Because my initial reaction would have been, yeah. how do I get Draymond off of it? Well, I'm going to put you in a headlock, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so kudos to the T-Wolves because that would have probably been my initial reaction in that case. I wonder if part of it was they realized he could break Rudy's neck right now. Yeah, he's got him. Yeah. We bought him. Yeah. We gotta, I don't no, know. You might, you might be right. I like, don't know. Yeah, yeah. And... And It'll, Rudy was de-escalating it, too. Right. He was like, hey, I'm not doing yeah. anything. Yeah, that was uh, five games minimum for Draymond. 339-1140, Thank you, Professor. When we come back, uh, we haven't gotten yet to what kind of statement the Kings need to make. They, they are make playing tonight. Yes. You know, they're playing the Lakers. Uh, so we're back with that and more here at the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Home of the Kings with the Kings and the Lakers tonight. You got uh, some more broadcasting duties when we have concluded here, don't you? Yeah, pre and post game. And fortunately, we're doing it from Golden One Center. Uh, got Morgan Reagan and Mike Bibby, the legend, on the broadcast tonight. So, uh, yeah. And it hurts. Hurts your guy here because he doesn't get to go to L.A. And L.A. is his lady. That is my city. I wonder where they're staying at in L.A. Hold on for a sec. <laughs> because that, that really, you know, impacts... You know where things are, where how much fun you're going to have in a city is where you stay at, your location. And so, let me see here, where were they staying at? Now, if they were in Beverly Hills, I'm gonna be bummed. Uh, darn, they were staying in Beverly Hills, ah. right by Rodeo Drive. Come on, man, that is my That's city. Right. That's my city. That's all right. You got to drive to San Ramon today. So. <laughs> Beautiful San Ramon, though. You know, I went to the Pac-12 offices, picked up my keys. I spent about four straight hours in the car today. And then I got to come deal with you for three and a half. So, uh, yeah, man, that's my day right there. Yeah. Well, your day's just getting started. Uh, before we get back to the phones here, 339-1140, What kind of statement do the Kings need to make tonight? And I know it's early for this, but this is just where we are right now with the Western Conference. I, I think this is a big game because when you look at – Sacramento's road record so far this season. If I'm correct, they're one and three on the road. You won the opener against Utah, but you lost Golden State, Houston, and Houston. This would be a big time road win. Not only that, you would have the uh, upper hand on the Lakers. You already beat them once. Now you'd be two and zero against the Lakers. That's that's big also. And so I I think this is a statement game. It's on national TV, obviously here on Sacktown Sports 1140 and on uh, NBC Sports California. But now you have a national audience who will be tuning in. This is a chance for De'Aaron Fox. Keegan Murray to really put the league on notice. If you outduel LeBron James and Anthony Davis on national TV, I can guarantee you're going to be on some of the talk sports talk shows tomorrow morning. You know, how about that win by the Kings last night? And so I think it's a big-time statement game for them. Don't you think last year that's really where the Kings got people to notice them? A, it's with all the points they scored, but B, it's with all the wins they had on the road. Yes, they had uh, the best, second-best or best road record in the Western Conference. But, you know, another thing is I think where they made the initial statement was on TNT against Brooklyn. 
That sort of put the league on notice, and that's what we have here as well. And so they haven't been as great on the road so far. They've been good at home. Um, but, man, if you can match what you did on the road or even go 500 and take care of home, uh, you know, I, I said it, I think it was a couple of days ago, I might revise my prediction for Sacramento because a lot of people had them, you know, top six. They have the potential to be a top three team in the West, mm. I think. It's hard. It's difficult. We know how the Western Conference is. But if they play like we saw in this homestand, they could beat anybody in the league. What does that hinge on, in your opinion? What's most important for them to do uh, that they did on this homestand going forward? I think it starts with DeMontis Sabonis. I think he has to come out with a physical presence, a, a presence, a mindset that I'm going to be the best big man on the floor. Like we saw in that Cleveland game. He went at Jaron Allen. He went at Evan Mobley. He tried to put them in the basket. Same thing against Chet Holmgren. He can't just, you know, blend in. He has to be one of the guys. He has to be the top guy, him and De'Aaron Fox, for this Kings team. Speaking of one of the guys. High Flyers in the building. (laughs) You ain't going to pick up no headset or nothing like that, right, big dog? You ain't going to. Look at you. <laughs> you killing me, man. You're killing me. What's up with you, man? You here early, too. Man, y'all going to make me like the third drive guy. I know, right? I know. He going to want part of these checks, Whitey. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. High flyer jumping in. Well, just a piece. You yeah. see what? Hey, where Jay at? You see what I mean, Jay? He got the headset. He done turned his mic on. <laughs> you my guy, man. What's up? What's happening, folks? What's going on, man? How you feeling? Look. I know, right? You really cutting don't. your toenails in our living room and everything, huh, dog? Oh, oh this sounds... Okay. you killing me. Let me ask you this. We had this long discussion. We're going to get to the Draymond in a minute. <laughs> Biggest rival for the Kings right now. Lakers or Warriors? Come on, man. Go to State. Go to State. You know really? what? Really? Here's the deal, KD. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It used to be back yeah. in the day. Right. That's what it was. Sacramento felt it. L.A. felt it. Now, I've talked to people who played with the Lakers. I've talked to people who has been in the Lakers organization. The Kings wasn't their rival. They were looking at something bigger after, I'm talking the Mike Bibby, Chris mm-hmm. Webber era was over with. They wouldn't still look at the Kings as a right, rivalry. Right. That rivalry was gone. Right. We did because that was our heyday. We were stuck in 2002, mm-hmm. 2003. The Lakers had moved on. So right now, it's the Golden State Warriors. Because both of these teams take it personal. Mm. Come on, man. When, whenever you play a play uh, a preseason game right. that tough, down to the wire. Yeah, everybody wanted to win. Both of those teams wanted to win yes. because they because they thought it was a tone setter. Oh, y'all looking at me. No, I, I did want to make a point, though, because one thing we said regarding this rivalry, the thing about the Warriors, not only do I hate the fan base, the fan base, there's an angst. But the players, like, who on the Lakers do we really hate right now? Like, like uh, LeBron, of course, yes. yeah, but outside of that, do we really have a distaste for Anthony Davis? No. Very irritating, right. though. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, not all. The, the Lakers don't have nobody on that team you want to hate, so that's why it can't right. be a rivalry. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I but think the Warriors, that's the rival yeah, right now. Pardon me. But there's always going to be something there, Sacramento against L.A., and you know because for us, yeah, yeah, for I, I understand us. that. I, I but not for them. I agree. Not see, for the Lakers. Because see, here's the deal: how can you call it a rivalry when it's not reciprocated? You can hate on me all day and night, but, but if I'm not paying attention to you, you know, I'm, right? There's no rivalry there. And clearly, 
Steph and Draymond, they get up for the Kings. They right? pay attention. They pay exactly. attention. Right. Steph number one. But, Steph really pays attention. Yeah, no question. But you know the Lakers are paying more attention to the Kings this year and last year than they had in the previous, yes, I don't know, yes, 20 because, or whatever it is. Because they have to. But we're talking yeah. about an overall rivalry. The Lakers, the, the Lakers wasn't paying attention to us. Not mm-hmm. at all. Like I said, we everybody here in Sacramento held on to that. They held on to it for as long as they possibly could. Think about it. 16 years was a long time. Oh, mm. I know. I right? know. They held on to that because that was the only thing we had. So now it's something new. You move on. Same way the Lakers did. You move on. It's that new jack. It's the Golden State Warriors thing. It's You can't call it the Bay, but the Battle of NorCal. I call it mm. that. Right. Okay. I, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone would dispute that. But is there... The Lakers Kings is it a thing at all? No. right now. No, really, it's no. always going to be no it. high fire. No. It's, it's a thing, bro. Gonna no. be hey, when fifty no. percent of Golden One Center is Laker fans, that bothers me. That I, that they're my rival. They okay, okay. Here's the deal. That's Lakers wherever they go. Yeah. It's just not yeah, that's here. True. That's true. All right, it's just not here. What I'm saying is, dude, it has to be reciprocated for it to be a rivalry. Yes, our fans will ever be embedded hating the Lakers because of what happened in 2002, 2003. Dude, I mean, come on, how long ago was that? Right, about 20 years. Hey, you, can, <laughs> you can ask the average Laker fan, what did they think about the rivalry? They're going to say, what rivalry? Because yeah. they forgot about I, it. I wonder, too, if you ask the Laker fans, they forgot now, about your, it. which teams are your biggest rivals? It, it definitely won't Sacramento be Sacramento would be, you know, it wouldn't be, it after wouldn't be Boston, probably after Golden State right now. Um, I mean, the Lakers are in a situation to where anybody that's in front, I would say the Clippers probably would be a bigger, bigger mm. rivalry for them than it would be for us. Wow. Because, see, you're going to always have the big brother, little brother, you're in the same building. Mm-hmm. You're going to always have that. And right now, if you look at it on paper, Clippers got more firepower than L.A. Yeah. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come right back, uh, we talked earlier today to Anthony Slater, and he explained to, to us the Draymond deal with the devil that the Warriors have made and why they continue to stick with it. And we've got that for you when we come right back here. It's a Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports.